going on, everybody? Welcome back to another, dare I say, amazing episode of the Vile Files Going Deeper Edition. I am your host, Nick, joined by Allie and Amanda. I looked at you when I said Allie, and I looked at you. You always, you always do. I'm dyslexic and everything. <laughs> everything I do is backwards. He's like, I've never once looked at the right spot at the right time. <laughs> that wouldn't be like, I'd take that criticism. Yeah. Yeah. You know. It's fine. Wait, were you in the, um, when you were taking tests as a kid, were you in like the extended time special room? No, I wish. I was. No, my, uh, I think I was just smart enough to not. It's not an intelligence thing. It's a processing it's true. thing. It's true. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But like, I, I got to go to a different room, I think for like math in high school. It's just, I need more time. I never got more time. Mm-hmm. It's too bad. I also liked the calming environment. Yeah. There's also a sense of camaraderie with like right? all the other, like, like I'm, hey. I'm just sitting there with all the other neurotypical kids like, hey guys, see you next exam season. It was a different generation. <laughs> it wasn't cool back then to be different. Yeah. Or it probably also like wasn't the accessibility to like testing to get these kinds of accommodations. I feel yeah. like it was probably a lot less available, like huge privilege to like even have access to that. Or are you talking like standardized tests? Yeah. Any, any type of I, test. Oh. I always definitely had to like it's like anything else. You almost had to warm up mentally and then you almost like found a groove. Oh, yeah. But like to start. Our high school literally had like a woman who that was like her full time thing for like normal tests. You could like go chill with her. Well, we have a great episode for you. Haley Arentia from the Goldbergs is with us. She is lovely. She was great. Really loved her insights on everything. Uh, also multi-talented music, musically. Well, what do they call those? Multi-hyphenate? Yeah. Singer-songwriter. I, uh, I that's what it said in her. I didn't know how to pronounce it. Pronunciate that word. Hyphen it. I, I was. Well, I just. Okay. I just skipped over it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Nick. Every time that for we have like an ad read. for something with like ingredients, and he's like, "And it's has it's good for you." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like if it's more than three syllables, this it's like hard. I may or may it. not. I might back down. <laughs> yeah, Haley is wonderful. Uh, we have a great week lined up for you next week. Uh, obviously, our ass Nick's. Our ass Nick. So they asked Nikki's out there. I love that. Great episode. Uh, Elizabeth Wagmeister from Variety Magazine. You know her, you love her. She's been on a few times to help us break down uh, The uh, Bachelorette. She'll be with, with us to help us break down episode four. And then going deeper, big week next week, Holly Madison. Whoop, whoop. Formerly of the, uh, what was the show? Big Girls show? Next Door. Girls Next Door. Uh, recently documentary, a bit of mm-hmm. a salacious behind the scenes of the Playboy house. Not mansion. So Playboy Mansion. Playboy Mansion. The not so glamorous, glamorous life. life of the Girls Next Door. But uh, love Holly. Can't wait to have her on as we learn a little about her a little bit more. And I'm sure we'll talk about a lot of fun stuff. So be sure to check that out. Always appreciate your reviews. Well, that's not true. We always appreciate your five star. Your good reviews. Your, your uh, good reviews. Um, so if you feel like taking the time to do that on uh, Apple iTunes or Spotify, we appreciate. And if not, more importantly, as always, thank you for listening. Oh, and also sports fans out there, training NFL training camp has started and we will be diving into all things NFL so join me and my co-host, Lindsay McCormick, for Fandemonium, uh, which is uh, live, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the AMP app. Uh, you have to have an iPhone, at least right now, to do it. So check us out. Uh, download the app. And uh, we'll be talking uh, all things NFL today, 6 p.m. Eastern. Love for you to join us. Anything, ladies, you want to add before we get to uh, Haley? 
feel like we should just jump to Haley. Let's get to Haley. Let's get to Haley. Haley, welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having me. How are you? Good. Good. This is fun. crushing life. You know, staying busy. Staying busy. Your bio talks about you being multi-talented. Oh, is that in there? It is. Oh, I'm glad. No. You are. <laughs> singer, singer, songwriter as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you've been a very successful working actor for the better part of well, going on a decade now. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. On the Goldbergs. Yeah. How's that feel, being so successful? <laughs> you know, I'm tired. Uh, no, it's it's so much fun. Like, I feel very lucky because when you do a show, like, you don't ever imagine it going 10 years as fun as it would be in your brain. It's like, there's no way. But Yeah, you always hear because, like, you know, I have a lot of friends uh, in the acting space. I've dabbled in it as well, especially, like, when the show... You know, you talk like you get a show, then you get pilot season, it's gonna get picked up, mm-hmm. and if anyone gets picked up, and then like, do you make? You know, you get casted for the pilot, but then there's they're like there's, there's so, so many, many phases, so, so many phases, and so many ways that it won't turn into what the Goldbergs yeah. has turned into. That must be like such an incredible feeling. It's wild. I have like pinch me moments all the time where I'm like, when we're saying, oh, we're going on a decade, I can't even really like <laughs> grasp that that much time has gone by in my mind. But we're just so lucky because we like genuinely have a good time on set i f- feel so cliche to be like oh we're like family but i, I can mean, actually like i can testify to this because yeah. my first ever time in la um it was part of like a grant i won through school so they like flew me out to yeah. meet with northwestern alumni and the showrunner alex barno That's went to crazy. northwestern and so i got to like sit in on the writer's room sit in on set and everywhere there was so much like camaraderie and really good energy and it just seemed like people doing their jobs and genuinely like yeah. getting along with one another it's crazy how like and I've only really done this show, so it's hard for me to say I'm only going off of this experience. But people who come in as guest stars, they constantly say, like, this is a unique vibe of, like, the crew, the cast. Like, everyone together is really, like, having fun and just enjoying being there. And they, I guess that's rare, or at least they make it sound that way. So it's so fun to be able to, like, have people come on and say that it's been a good experience because we feel that every day. We just love being there. That's great. And then now you have new music coming out? Yeah. So I've just been like songwriting a ton by myself, um, which has been really therapeutic and really nice. And I'm trying to release some new music. I've got a song coming out August 12th called Gasoline. And then just kind of going to phase out some new songs and an EP. What was more of a passion, acting or singing? Or- Always music. Always music. I started singing um, and I guess songwriting at a very young age. And then long story short, I kind of ended up falling into acting because labels were like, hey, you should get a TV show and do the so Hannah Montana thing. Fall into acting and yeah. just become super <laughs> just successful. Like, so just like audition. No, it was like, a few well, years. No, you know what I noticed when I moved, like when I moved to LA? Have you, ever, have you guys ever done karaoke in LA? Wild, <laughs> oh, wild experience. My God. <laughs> nothing like it. It's nothing Truly like it. Truly nothing. There's all these like very talented people who like a lot of them you like might know as actors or whatever. And then they go up there and you're just like, oh my God, they're <laughs> awesome. Like everyone is amazing. I've, I've been to so many like karaoke's where That's like so people go up and you're just like, that was <laughs> The most beautiful voice I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. And it's not just the voice, it's the stage presence. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. they perform. Like yeah. it is like professional that level. Karaoke night, I I am that person yeah. though, where I'm like, I will be like, it is time for karaoke. I beg every rap party when I have a couple drinks and I like go up to cast and crew and I'm like, hey, are we going to the karaoke place now? And they're like, no one's going. I'm like, no, but we need no, to go. We're going to karaoke. Because in LA, especially if we're focused on acting, like I need to get on stage and like just, you know, it's fun. Yeah, so. you, you forget that there's a lot of talented singers out there who have made a name for themselves as actors. Yep. And then all of a sudden you, 
you you get a microphone in front of them and you're just like, that was so yeah. beautiful. It's so fun. Uh, what are your I go-to like. karaoke songs? Oh my God. Um, okay, weird choices maybe, but I really love Misery Business, Paramore. Okay. Um, I love... I'm not familiar with that song. Can you give us You're joking. Well, maybe if you sang it. No. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was like, no, you're, uh, you live under a rock. I don't right? know by... I don't know the song by the title that you just gave me. Misery business. I I'm, I'm in the business be, of misery. I'll take it from the top. That one. I'm just like stupid I, when it comes to music. I actually don't know it either. <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, no, this is they, real life. You know what? Paramore. I, I took like Haley Williams. Param, Paramore. I, I'm familiar with Paramore. Yeah, it's, it's like, like the is song. Is that the If I Die Young? No. <laughs> Oh my god! We're, oh my god! We're, uh, we're gonna get absolutely flamed. Wow! <laughs> I'm sorry. I I do live under a rock. No, it's with like, references. I really do. I just, that's wild musically. I'm stupid. Okay. Like, I don't. I don't. We'll know credit it to that. Three words to any song. <laughs> like I'm definitely a top forties guy. Okay. I was always the guy being like, "Hey guys, have you heard this song?" People are like, "It's been out for a, a year." Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> like, "Oh my bad." <laughs> you know. Found it on TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's me. my thing. No, Misery Business is an amazing song. I don't know. You guys have to go and listen to it now. But I, I also love like, you know, I will. I want to dance with somebody. Whitney Houston mm -hmm. is like That's by good. far my favorite. Yeah, I do know song. that song. Um, or Super Bass, Nicki Minaj doing a little rapping. <gasps> okay. Yes, I like to yes. break it up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and I see you have a, a beautiful engagement ring. I do. Sorry, crushing life personally as well. Working on it. Sometimes yeah. you know it's always one or the other. Personal but, or professional? Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It was pretty tragic leading up to meeting my fiance. So. Tell us more. Uh, yeah. I mean, I wrote a whole EP about it. There so you, you can always go listen to it. How would you take care of your car if you had to keep the same one your entire life? Great question. Maintenance over time. Maintenance. You would take care of it. Well, better help is going to help you take care of yourself, your mental health. Because you only, you only get have, one. You only have one brain, one soul, one life, one life to live. And let's, let's make it the happiest it can possibly be. We have stresses in our lives, work stress, money stress, relationship stress. Sometimes just like we don't even know where it's coming from. Sometimes we just want to ear to bend. Or BetterHelp is helping people get the therapy they need and deserve easier than ever before. Uh, because it can be kind of uh, a bit uh, intimidating to mm -hmm. get therapy. And then inaccessible. Once in inaccessible, expensive, all those things. Well, BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat only sessions. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. You can do it from the comfort of your home, your car, wherever, on the road, your phone, your tablet, your computer. You can start matching with a therapist in under 48 hours. Go to betterhelp.com. Slash vile files. You take a quick quiz, uh, let them know what you're looking for. Uh, the best part about it is uh, you can have a new therapist every session if you want. I mean, ideally, you want to do it to find someone that fits your needs. But the whole point is it might take a few uh, strikes in the match before you feel a fire with a therapist that works for you. Our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash vile files. That's uh, betterhelp.com slash V I A L L F I L E S. Brooklyn. Oh, it's good to be home. It's good to be back in the comfort of my sheets, my Brooklinen. That's the one thing I noticed at all these very fancy hotels we sit in. They didn't have Brooklinen. And I tell you what, they, they should. Brooklyn should start outfitting hotels in Paris. Good news is you don't have to go to a fancy hotel to get Brooklinen in your life. You just have to go to brooklinen.com and get some of their incredibly affordable, incredibly soft and luxurious 
sheets. They have comforters, duvet covers, towels, robes. robes. It's summer. You can get uh, beach towels, very colorful beach towels. And then their loungewear. Oh, my God, don't get me started on their loungewear. Incredible sweats. One thing I love about the Brooklyn sheets, especially in the summer, that keeps your body cool because no one likes to sleep hot. I'm a Brooklyn-owned customer for life, and they have over 100,000 five-star reviews. 100,000. Head over to Brooklyn today to keep your cool at home and on the go all summer long. Go to Brooklyn and use code V-I-A-L-L to get 20 dollars off plus free shipping on your order of $100 or more. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and enter promo code V-I-A-L-L for $20 off plus free shipping. For those listening in New York, you can see and feel the comfort in real life. That's right. They have a store in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. I always run by it when I'm in Brooklyn. West Village as well. If you're in LA based, they have a wonderful little location in Santa Monica. Check it out. I've been there. It's wonderful. How much of your failures in your personal life and relationships, now that you're in this seemingly wonderful yes. engagement, like as you reflect back, uh, a common thing that a lot of people will say uh, in relationships that recently end, and maybe you said this to yourself before mm -hmm. with a relationship that ended, that was a waste. You know, oh, I can't believe that ended. I invested so much in that relationship. What a waste. I feel like, or, or when you're going through or, considering maybe like this relationship isn't right for me, you're just like, well, I don't want to waste what we had. But now that you're in this relationship, how much, when you reflect back, would you attribute your ability to have a connection with your current partner, like lessons you've learned from past relationships? For me, I feel like I can't actually relate to, to that idea of it was a waste because I've always felt the opposite and tried to encourage my friends to view it that way as well, where yeah. I feel like you get into a relationship and even if you convince yourself fully that this is like my person forever, that, you know, you take something away from every relationship, no matter how amazing it actually was or how horrible it was. There's always something that you can carry with you of, oh, I've learned that about either what I like in another person or what I'm able to navigate and live with. And you sort of carry that into your next relationship because that's the only way that you're really going to be able to find the person that's meant for you is mm -hmm. by all of those mistakes. And so I don't know, but I've had a lot of a lot of lessons in, in my dating experience. I feel like that I've taken away in a good way and a bad way. I, a major one that I think led me into my now relationship was we both bonded over having dated like full blown sociopaths. And I know a lot of people say that as like, well, they're crazy, but legit, sometimes they are. And so I think our what made you realize that what, what gave you the confidence to identify them as a sociopath? Well, when cops get involved, I think okay, it's another sure. level. I have a whole like thing I've put out in the past about it, but I, I, it's a long story, but ultimately you end up finding out that this person isn't at all who they say they are. And my experience isn't unique because- Like second family? No, it was, I was sort of like preyed upon because of, I think what I do for a living sure. and kind of viewed as like a, a wallet of sorts. And so having sure. a lot of things happen behind the scenes that you don't know about just because they're kind of, it was just used and um, a lot of betrayal. And so I think that through that growing and learning of having something that like traumatic and jolting happen to me, I feel like I was able to relate to my now, now fiance because we both oddly experienced something like that. And being able to have somebody to actually have the perspective of, oh, I've been there and I know your lack sure. of trust issues and where they come from, rather than being like, oh, I understand, like I get it, you know, I'll try to work through it with you, but... 
other than having, which is important and nice, having a partner that can relate to you, how are you able to not let the tragedy of this past relationship and the, the lack of trust that you realized that you didn't have? Because again, that, that happened, that's relatable too. I mean, maybe they're not a psychopath, but like, you know, betrayal can really potentially affect our, our, our ability or our choice to trust. Like, how are you able to not let that affect you going forward? Yeah. Especially before you even met your current partner, you must have had to try to... I think in a way I tried to like, it was such a um, shock to the system that in a way I immediately did the opposite of what I probably should have done, which I, I should have like avoided everyone. And in a way, I think I worked through that phase as well, where you kind of phase people out because you're like, okay, I don't trust anyone anymore. Like, how do I build that back up? But my initial gut instinct was jump into the next thing immediately and act like that, not act like it didn't happen, but almost like I couldn't register what it was that just happened to me because it goes so much deeper than just like, oh, we cheated. But in that it's unique, but I would say betrayal in general, I, I kind of just did the opposite out of like, okay, this is what I know. Like just get into like a relationship again. And then eventually I got to the point where I realized, no, I have to work through some of this stuff and actually figure out like what I'm to blame for with myself and really what I can blame this other person on and claim that as a unique situation and move on because like not everyone's a sociopath. Like just because something bad happened to you in a relationship doesn't mean that you have to live in that forever and have the shame of that or just feel like something's wrong with me. It's like, no, something's wrong with that person yeah. and they're not ready for whatever a regular relationship would be or with me. So I guess I kind of just did the opposite and by forcing myself to do that, I kept myself open to the possibility that while I'm working through my trust issues, I can't anticipate that everyone's gonna come after me in that sort of way. What was something you felt like you needed to work on when you said like there's things I could have, you know, I, I hate the word blame, yeah. but like maybe like hold yourself more accountable. What was something that you learned that you that you wanted to do differently in your next relationships? Well, try to take my time because <laughs> I think sometimes I, I don't. Um, I like, you know, growing up in that sort of Disney World land of like, oh, you know, you meet somebody, you fall in love, fall and it's hard just, and fast kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, oh, it's just, isn't it magical? But it's like, no, the more you actually do take your time in getting to know someone, take your time progressing the relationship in these phases, if marriage and kids is what you want one day, then like you're going to be able to really figure out who it is that's meant for you. And I don't know. So for me, I guess I really had to work on taking my time with it. And I mean, there's a lot of things. I would also say, not just like, in the case of like the crazy um, breakup, just not assuming that like everyone has your best interest at heart, you know, like you have to just be cautious in figuring out like, I don't know who you really are, but I, I don't know, be attentive to a relationship. I think maybe I, I wasn't, I could try to blame myself in that relationship for a lot of things, but at the end of the day, he was definitely yeah, it's not a so master much, it's manipulator. It's not so much blame, but I think to your point, it's just like, just things you can learn totally. to do a little bit different. And like like you said, maybe it was just, I think a lot of people struggle with that. I know I have, where you jump in a relationship, you want to get excited, you want to start fantasizing with the person you're excited about. And that can be fun, but if if you don't check in with yourself or your partner early on, you can get carried away. You can start to play house. You can stop. And it's something we've talked a lot about on the show. You can You can kind of almost stop getting to know someone yeah because you can meet them and be like oh my god like i think i 
think they're the one. Yeah. And I think, wow, you're perfect. And then you just kind of stop. And then, and then a lot of times in the honeymoon phase, you both just kind of like to talk about how much you guys love each other. Mm -hmm. Isn't this great? Aren't we in love? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, this is going to be great. We should do this. But no one's really like getting to getting, it. You're not really talking and learning and no one's saying, you know, there's something that I struggle with or bothers me. Can I share with you? And then you work through it. Or uh, we were talking about before, sometimes, you know, you're three or four months into a relationship and like you've had felt a lot of momentum mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden for like there's like a weird week where you feel it disconnected but instead of bringing it up you don't because you don't want to ruin the thing right. that you're feeling so you just kind of go with it and then you just kind of passively aggressively address it mm -hmm. like later on there's like, all it these kind of, yeah, snowballs all these, the, yeah all these things definitely uh, yeah i guess just taking my time with it um was a major aspect of why i think my relationship is so healthy with my partner like we we both are coming at it from the same angle of being like, okay, I'm like cautious and I'm going to keep everything at a distance to a degree, but also respecting why we're kind of going through that process and we're able to take time and really get to know each other. And when those difficult conversations or things come up, being comfortable enough to go like, you know, we got nothing to lose here. It's like, we're just two people who are individuals. And if we are supposed to be together and we like being together, then great. So let's, let's just put it on the table. And yeah. if we're not meant for each other, then feel okay walking away. Cause like, there's 8 billion people in the world, so, you know. Speaking my language. Speaking of cheating, Amanda, should we we get into the uh, Emily yes. Ratajkowski of it all? Yes. It sounds like you're our, our, our perfect guest to help us break oh, really? this down. Uh, <laughs> we shall see. <laughs> who here in this room has been cheated on? Allie, no? I guess ah. I'm just perfect. Nice. So. <laughs> wow. Tell us your ways. Yeah. <laughs> you break up with him by month 203, and then you never do reach you, that stage. All right, before we start talking about <laughs> this, perfect. I'm curious. Do you, now that it's all over and done with, you're in a relationship, uh -huh. you're healed, do you in any way feel grateful for that experience? Yes. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Like, and I had that the other day where I'm thinking about in the moment, the first year, I would say, after finding everything out and doing the digging and it was just so dramatic. A year after that, I, you know, I'm still in that phase of hating that person, but also I've come to a point now where I know that none of the good things in my life would have happened had that not happened the way that it did. As, as painful as that was and how much as I wish I could like in some ways go back and look at myself and go, don't date that guy, <laughs> like red flag, walk away. I'm also so grateful that I went through that because it has helped me in my friendships, in my current relationship, yeah. in like many aspects of my art. Like I've been able to think, see things from a different perspective than I never did before. So I'm, I am in a way like grateful for it as much as it feels weird to say that. I don't think it's weird. I think it's against the grain of what society tells us, mm -hmm. you know, like, I always I've I view my getting cheated on as like a, a pivotal point in my life, mm -hmm. and like I've always been less afraid of being cheated on ever since then. Not more. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's the norm, but I just was more like I got through it, and then I I looked I looked at cheating in such a different way. Like you said before, it was just like, wait, it's not it's not a flaw in me; it's a flaw in them. And yeah. I can't change what people do, mm -hmm. so I'll just. I'm just gonna go ahead and trust, and, yeah. and 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 we'll see how. Worst case scenario, I've done this before, and right? I can yeah, get through it again. And so and um, rather than constantly live in fear of it all, and and because I think that's what happens when we're younger, we just assume it's never gonna happen to us. Yeah, no. I mean, 
You don't start dating and be like, yeah, I'll probably get cheated on. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably going to happen for you. Sure. Know, you look in the mirror and go, no, who would you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then it happens, but yeah. Yeah. But Emily, Emily got cheated on. Yes. And I think it's there's been a ton of discourse uh -huh. on this. It's sort of because Emily is, I think, famously one of the most like stunning supermodels. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like kind she's of thought up, of as like what like, like society yeah, as the epitome the of standard beauty. of yeah. beauty. Yeah. And so I think there's a lot of kind of discourse that was like, see if someone this beautiful can get cheated on. Like anyone can get anyone cheated. can get <laughs> which, cheated which on. could not be more wrong. Right. Like it's such an inaccurate viewpoint yeah right and like it's it's a toxic way of looking at it too because it's such a helpless feeling it also puts the blame on the person being cheated on yes definitely yeah and i think it's also so it's obviously really hard to get statistics on this because it's self-reported and yeah. like who is going to there's always the chance that people are going to lie yeah. about it but it said so this is a huge range but 30 to 60 percent of married couples will cheat at least once in the marriage wow how many what's the number 30 to 60 percent <laughs> wild which is just it's like, like most of them 30, 30 is still a high number <laughs> that's insane what do you do with that statistic you just don't get married cry <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if we need to panic i, I think a lot of people are are in relationships for the wrong reasons. Do you think there's any interaction or engagement between like a partner and the way they treat you and likelihood to cheat? Like, where do you draw the line of sort of like, oh, it's exclusively self-sabotage, this exists in a vacuum where like the partner's totally irrelevant? Well, no, yeah, because I, I do think the partner's totally irrelevant because even if you're a shitty partner, and then the, let's say you're the shitty one. You're like you're toxic, you're, you don't listen, you're selfish, you're always hanging out with your friends, and then you get cheated on. That person could have broken up with you. Like that person who cheated on you doesn't get to say, that you can be like, yeah, that's why I did what I did. And it might make some sense, mm -hmm. but like you could have left the relationship. Right. You could have, there's a million things you could do and, and, not, and not cheat on them. You know, so it's still the choice of the cheater yeah. You know, like you can't, you can't, you can justify it. That, those are this justifying things, but it, it doesn't, mm -hmm. you, it's a, your attempt to, but it doesn't work. You know, it's like you're, you're still cheated. Yeah. No one likes waiting on a paycheck, especially when you've got bills due. That's right. Good thing there's Chime. Now you get your paycheck to two days early with direct deposit. That's up to two more days to save, pay bills, and generally just feel good about your money situation. But Chime is more than just about getting paid early. It's also an award-winning mobile app, checking account, debit card, and optional savings account. Money today is worth more than money tomorrow. That's just a fact. Time value of money. So make your money worth more with Chime. So what are you waiting for? Hopefully not your paycheck. Get started with Chime today. Applying for a free account takes less than two minutes. Get started at chime.com slash V-I-A-L-L. That is chime.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bank Corp Bank or Stride Bank. N-A members FDIC early access to direct deposit funds depend on payer. It's always good to get money early. So think of Chime when you're in need for that quick cash. Do you yeah. think it's fair for people to have a deal breaker of I'm not going to date anybody who has cheated in the past on a partner? Or not fair, but like, what do you think of that deal breaker? I think it's reasonable. Yeah, you know, like we're reminded of like Zach from Tasha's season on The Bachelor. I don't know if you're familiar, mm -hmm. but like they did the lie detector test and he's like, yeah, I cheated in high school. So it's like, yeah, if you like you kissed another girl at a party, like yeah. maybe you let that slide for me yeah. if I were just dating now. 
I have a series of questions. Like in my head, I've always had a series of questions if I were on a date with someone or it came up that they had cheated. My first question is, how did they find out? Did you own up to it or did they find out from someone else? That's question number one. Yeah. Two, was it a like a moment of weakness that happened one night or did you have like a, an affair? Was yeah. there like something going on? I think a moment of weakness, I can get over. You know, yeah. like if someone I met was like, yeah, three years ago, I was unhappy. I'm not justifying it. I was wrong. I felt guilty. I hooked up with someone else. I felt miserable. I told my partner pretty quickly. It took me a couple of days to gather up the courage, mm -hmm. but I owned up to it. I could get over that. Yeah. How about yeah. you? No, I think so. I I'm trying to think of like playing devil's advocate, I guess, of just in what circumstances do people cheat? I mean, there's the the have your cake and eat it too. It's just like the, oh, I don't want to really settle down, but this person that I really do like is kind of making me do that. So I'm kind of getting the best of both worlds. But I mean, I don't know, like are there statistics on, I would say like the, how many people end up leaving the person they cheated on for the person they cheated with? Or is it typically, would you say, just like randomly hooking up with whoever? And again, all of the statistics is like right. not as like <laughs> we're talking. Yeah, like the websites cited are like like I fidelity, and it's yeah. like okay, yeah, but, probably, it was probably like an Instagram poll. Yeah, but like, one thing that's kind of interesting <laughs> is here is it says so over sixty percent of cheating women said their partners are more attractive than the lovers, but eighty nine percent of cheating women report that the man they're cheating with makes them feel more appreciated than their significant other. So it's, it's not necessarily that this person is like hotter; it's that they are fulfilling emotional, emotional. needs unmet. Mm -hmm. I saw I was, I was scrolling on TikTok. TikTok handle is a professional who man. And it seems like he's going to school for psychology, but it's this guy right here. So he has a hat on and no shirt. And then I thought to myself, I've given relationship advice with no shirt on, and this is what I look like. So maybe I'm going to stop doing it. Because I started watching and be like, I'm going to hate this. Yeah. And then I thought it was kind of genius. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to okay. play it. So let me know what you guys think. So just props to professional who man on TikTok. But it was his explanation of what he thinks people cheat are. And okay. I, I, was, I thought it was really, really interesting. The entire internet is up in arms. They cannot believe that this man, Sebastian Bear, cheated on Emily Radicijowski. Everyone is shocked. They can't believe it. They can't believe it. How could somebody cheat on this woman who was so beautiful? I'm not surprised. Here's why. Now, first off, I got to say that this has absolutely nothing to do with them, but people cheat. So in order to understand why people cheat, it is, it is important to first understand arousal and attraction. Arousal and attraction is a combination of separateness and uncertainty. Another way to put it that may be useful is that longing, longing is the combination of lacking and loving simultaneously. So in order for arousal and for longing to take place, there needs to be a certain element of uncertainty. So I'm about to give you all the solution on how to prevent this from happening. But before that is the case... I want to ask you a question. Can you ever really know someone fully? I don't mean, can you trust someone? Can you, is it a, no. Can you ever really know someone fully? Another human being with all their complexities and intricacies, can you know them fully and truly know them? 
I believe that the answer is no. And that is a useful answer because when you have that recognition, it brings back uncertainty. It brings mystery into your relationship. It brings a sense of uncertainty, separateness. And when you have that uncertainty, when you have that mystery in your relationship, you have attraction and arousal. So this right here is the solution to prevent cheating. Now, I'm not talking about to prevent your partner from cheating, can't control other people, but this is how you prevent yourself from cheating, from having that wandering eye. You need to recognize that you cannot and do not fully know and see your partner. There is inherently a level of mystery in their own humanness. There's a level of uncertainty in their own humanness. And in that separation, in that mystery, there lies attraction and arousal. Could not agree right? more. That's uh, was, so well said. It was so, so genius. And it really made me think about all, like relationships in general. Because you know how like when you're in a relationship and even like everything's happy, like every relationship has like things vary, like up the power dynamic. You know, every once in a while, maybe you have a week where you're just like, you don't know why you're feeling a little insecure. Maybe, maybe your partner has been like meeting new people and hanging out with friends. And mm -hmm. all of a sudden you just feel like a little unloved from them. And you know what happens when you feel like that? You want them more, you know, mm -hmm. even in that relationship. And everything's fine. You're not really worried about the relationship. You're good. And and sometimes where you don't have that uncertainty as you describe, you're just like, it's just another day. You you can get annoyed by your partner. And I love that that recognition. And I think he, he said it, that recognition that you never know your partner is a really healthy thing. And another thing like, I was thinking about it too. It just made me like I in my relationship now, like I will never like take it for granted in a sense for like, I, I'll never say, Oh, nothing will break us up. Uh, we're meant to be like, I, I think every relationship is incredibly fragile. Mm -hmm. And I, and I, and like him, like that, that doesn't make me more scared of a relationship. It just makes me realistic. Think, makes me realistic, <laughs> and now it makes it makes me feel more prepared to protect the relationship that I have. Yeah. Because in other relationships, I thought anytime I had that kind of overconfidence, that overconfidence, like turned into complacency and taking things for granted, mm -hmm. only to wake up one day and like have things not be what I thought they would be. Like at the risk of 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 like just taking it for granted like that that's when that makes you check in and that makes you ask questions that makes you like you know like always prioritize the relationship and and realize like yeah people can change and like that that's why like being cheated on it doesn't like scare me anymore or mm -hmm. or like knowing that my my current relationship could end it, it, might, it might end i can't stop her yeah. from connecting meeting people or connecting with people you can't stop your part you you know you can't you don't want to be one of those people who be like i don't want you to go out i don't want you to meet new yeah. people because you're constantly that's not afraid. a healthy relationship either yeah. but like yeah i think what that guy said was was really a genius yeah. and um and i think kind of back to the original point like you know with you know emily being cheated on like I don't know this person or his dynamic, but the level of this guy was married to the, this woman who most people see as this incredibly beautiful person, and he stopped like seeing her that way somehow. He stopped appreciating this person he had because he just decided he had her, mm -hmm. and he took. I'm, I'm just you know, assuming, right. like assumed that 
well, I'm married. And that, that, that desire of uncertainty that he was feeling, he chose to find it elsewhere. That, like that validation he probably wanted to feel for feeling like he, you know, someone valued him. Mm-hmm. And I think that happens probably in relationships is we no longer get value of feeling special because we just, well, they're our partner. We, like, yeah. We're meant to be. Yeah. Or we're ha- they're going like, to be there. They're going to be there. And like, I don't feel loved. And then we have to figure out ways to still like find that. Yeah, definitely. Work at it. I guess that's what they always say though. <laughs> I'm curious, like on the topic of kind of continuing to know your partner, has there either been something that you found out about your partner recently that was like, wow, I didn't know this about you? Or conversely, like a question you'd recommend people ask to kind of elicit new information about someone who they've been with for a long time? That's tough. I'm trying to think if there's anything that I, it was recently like surprising, but. I mean, I've, something recently that I just was mindful of is, and I talked with you about this, is acknowledging change in a relationship. Yeah. Like subtle change and, and checking and just, and just acknowledging that in the relationship. Mm-hmm. When I say early in a relationship, like the first two years, that I, I still consider that pretty early. You're, you know, so that people are complex. It takes time. And you look at like, my relation, like Natalie moved from Savannah and we immediately moved in with each other. And we've had this like really great relationship with very little conflict and et cetera, et cetera. But like as, as we settle in to living together and her moving to a new city and her making friends and me making friends and, and our lives are constantly evolving. Mm-hmm. And so there's constant change and how we interact will therefore like be different. And we've gotten good at just like saying, I've, this is, different not 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 naming it good or bad not judging it not saying oh but like it's different i am feeling something from this and like just talking about it has been like a big help in our relationship i know in in the past i would be too afraid to acknowledge the change Mm -hmm. and because i was like well either a i don't want to bring it up because i don't want to feel or seem insecure or i don't want to come across as jealous or you know etc etc and 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 so I think a lot of people don't don't acknowledge change in a relationship and like like subtle changes like maybe that changes your partner is like you know maybe like hanging out with friends more or maybe your partner is I don't know this like spending more time on their phone than they're used to it's like oh I just notice you know and like and just talking through it because I think we we often just ignore these little things and there's usually something there not good or bad but like. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that makes it easier to grow with each other because you're always growing right. in a relationship. And you just, the, the old question is, are you growing together, together or are you growing apart? But you're always growing. And I think that's, that's something I've, I've learned. Have you heard of um, the rejection challenge? So there is uh, a guy named Jia Jiang who did a TED Talk and his whole idea is about the, oh yeah! Ex, like exposure, exposing yourself to rejection, like, like rejection therapy, or something. Yeah, yeah, like on a daily basis. So, like he, one of the things he says is like, ask a stranger to borrow a hundred dollars as a means of like developing a sort of like defense layer of like where rejection doesn't impact you in the same way. Oh, I love that. And like, yeah, I'm curious. One, what do you think about that? And two, how good do you think you are at handling rejection? I mean, wait. So he's he's going and asking random people for a hundred dollars and then dealing. Dealing with whatever their reaction is. 
Yeah, so he came up with this challenge, and there's like a hundred different things, all like re- all things that are meant to elicit rejection okay. from people, Got whether it. that's like asking a stranger for a hundred dollars, or there's one where you like at a restaurant, or like, can I have a refill on my burger? Okay. Like, just stuff that is like kind of comical, but okay. the point is, is that it's going to you're going to get a no from yeah. someone in real time, face to face. And like that, that having that frequently will like processing that emotion. Yeah. yeah. And that like re- the, so much of the fear of rejection is what we build it up to be as opposed to what the experience is in the moment. Yeah. yeah. And so I would assume I feel like I'm good. Uh, yeah. Actually, you're an actor. When I think about that, I'm yeah. like, yeah. I feel like I know what that is all the time though. I mean, now, granted, I'm sure there's plenty of people who are maybe they're actors watching this being like, Haley, shut up. You've been on a show for 10 years. But like I will say that, leading up like, to yeah. that and also massively understand that in the context of music for me, where it's like on a label standpoint, it doesn't that career has not been the same way that I feel like you do just get used to people being like, no, or like not right now. Or you know what I mean? That it's And also it's not like you haven't been auditioning it. for like other shows and totally. movies since you've been on the Gold Birds. Out on and it. my guess is now that you're you've had some success, like it's it's actually harder to get rejected once you feel success because you're just like, well no one's gonna reject me now. Right. And then it happens <laughs> again and you have to reprocess that. But you kind of have to just become like numb to the to the just fact that like that's life like that sometimes it's gonna not work out that way and you just adjust and move on and like you can't let it affect you you have to what's the phrase like roll off a duck's back or something like water off a duck's back mm-hmm. where you right. just let it roll off and it's like keep moving I, I saw a quote that was like the art of be or being wise is knowing what to overlook and mm-hmm. I was like damn yeah <laughs> <It's> <laughs> no, I am not no. wise yet <laughs> yeah. and I, I mean I was in sales for a long time so I got I got good at. You were doing your own rejection challenge. I mean, before it was like, yeah, honestly, a hundred times a day. <laughs> you know, like make a hundred phone calls, you get one yes, and that's just for a meeting, not even a sale. It's yeah. just like, and I, I attribute a lot of the success I've had out here in, in terms of being able to face rejection. I think it's something like people should try right. more on, and like I think that's great because rejection is like a an ego triggering event. It just like it triggers your ego, mm-hmm. and then once you're once you are listening to your ego more like then you're you're just you're going to make bad decisions you know you're not making decisions that are right for you long term like the ego when it's triggered it wants immediate gratification it doesn't care how it gets it and it doesn't care like like who it has to borrow from it'll deal with the consequences later it's just about satisfying that feeling in the moment yeah and that's you know so yeah it's like a bug bite like the rejection is a bug bite and then your ego makes you scratch it even though it's like and then it turns into this much larger thing exactly (laughs) 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 completely pivoting uh alicia silverstone is getting a lot of commentary some of it negative about her decision to sleep in the same bed as her 11 year old son what do you guys make of kind of sharing a bed with a child's through that age and also just I don't imagine myself doing that if I get to be a parent yeah I feel like it as much as it might be done out of love and like wanting to let your child know that you're there for them and there to comfort them and in any circumstance I feel like it hinders them from I don't know caught up socially on certain things that's something that I experienced as well like I I was scared of the dark and I'm an only child so I was always like sleeping in my parents room and at first they're really fighting and then after a while it was like oh well she's like terrified and I had to really work past that and I feel like 
that fear that I kept instilled in me for so long has come out in so many other aspects of my life that aren't just like, I'm afraid of the dark, that I think that in some ways it it will affect the child negatively, despite it be, be coming from like good intentions, I guess. I, should say. I think it's tough. It seems like a lot of her untraditional parenting ha- uh, habits that have been criticized, like I think her, what was the, the bird feeding that she did? Mm-hmm. What was that one? She liked to chew their food Baby and like, spit it. in their mouth. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of it, <laughs> yeah. But a lot of it seems like her wanting to feel connected to her kids, like a yes. sense of closeness. But like, I, my fear for the child is being too then codependent on her, the, their mom or parent. So it's like I only have a dog. I'm not a parent. But I, <laughs> I will say, like, getting my my love for Jeff, my dog, has made me realize just how hard it is how how hard it might be if I'm lucky enough to be a parent to like disappoint your kid out of love yeah. for their for their well-being or to try to selflessly discipline them or or feel some separation from them because I want to teach them a lesson because all I want to do is care for them and soothe them it must be a real challenge and I can only empathize with parents because I don't know what it's like to be one yet but yeah I think it's that's tough it's tough because I think even through love, parents can fuck up their kids. Yeah. Right? Oh, With the best of intentions. Totally. You know, yeah. like bad parents don't come from like parents who don't give a shit all the time. Sometimes it just comes from a lack of mm-hmm. of uh, awareness. awareness and and or fortitude to just try to do the thing that needs to be done. So you're, I mean, ultimately you're trying to, I mean, isn't parenting all about setting your kid up for success once they leave the nest, so to speak? Yes. Mm-hmm. You know? It's a uh, hard balance. It's a hard balance. Just covering one last topic. Um, did you guys hear about the Drake controversy where he took a photo of a woman at a restaurant? She has no idea she's being photographed. Put it on his story with a caption, tried to airdrop this woman a pic of herself because she's a dime. Ooh. And a lot of people are saying, don't post a, a photo of, of a stranger <laughs> yeah. on the internet. I also just, I wanted to talk about the means of like airdropping someone a photo of themselves that you took on a plane the other day what i'm sitting there and i'm had wi-fi on the plane and i'm just playing and then it was like you know brayden wants to send you a photo of your airdrop and i'm like looking around like (laughs) like, which one is brayden and i'm like maybe it was an accident so i stopped it but then they just kept doing it so they like could tell that i was rejecting it and i was like i'm not opening this because i don't know what i'm about to get like that's that's so it's weird to me Like it's it's intentionally like you might as well just go up to the person and be like, hey, what are you eating? Like you could get very involved in their yeah. stuff. Yeah, I uh, I don't think Drake should have done that. I feel like that as a Drake feeling like he's Drake. And, yeah. But like what if this woman's in a relationship and maybe she's going through a, a tough bout with her partner and there's a little bit of jealousy and all of a sudden like Drake's posting about her. Yeah. Well, and I also saw something on TikTok recently, and I'm probably going to butcher it, but it was kind of like that video you showed. This guy brilliantly talked about how, and it really made me think about it, how women, like, in that scenario, what I go to is, like, Drake just assumed that there's this beautiful woman over here that I can insert myself because she must be available. If she's in a public place by herself, she's making herself presentable to me that I I can just go up and just assume that she's going to want to take my number or possibly take my number. It's like it it takes away the fact that like women, we can't exist in a public space without it being like, oh, you're 
you're here to be hit on. Like, I feel like that is something that's so subtly underneath and every man's subconscious and women's, I guess, as well, the other way, where I feel like you can't just assume that this person who's existing at the bar is like capable or able or willing or wants to at all to be able to be like hit on by you. And so the fact that Drake in his position of like not understanding, I just post it to his story. I guess, what does he have? Like 34 million something followers, like an insane amount of followers too. It's like, it's just so intrusive and I, it lacks awareness of what that person, I, wonder, I feel like. 117 million followers. <laughs> a lot. So, <laughs> like 34 a lot. million. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, crazy. I, I didn't have many lines, but one, one go-to line of when I was back in the, the single life, and I, I had some success with it, is like I would do the opposite. Like I'd also like generally feel like I was hitting on women that were used to getting hit on. Mm-hmm. And so... I would kind of very timidly kind of walk up and and acknowledge that I don't want to bother them. They must be busy. And then say like on the off chance that you don't have a boyfriend. And I would say something like that. Like I would love to get to know you or take you out or blah, blah. And that would, that would usually work really well because it came from a, like, I didn't, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's, that's why it but it worked. made me it like made me realize that it's just such a, when this guy talked about it on the TikTok, I'm like, that is so true. Like we, I feel like it's just an assumed that if you're a female by yourself that like it, yeah, that it's like, or that they're interested, like as a woman, as a person, I want to be able to just go out and go get a coffee at my local coffee shop and like go home and not have like, feel like you have to go, oh God, I have to now navigate this social interaction I wasn't looking for. I mean, I understand obviously there's, you know, you find someone attractive and that's the first step of like, oh, we talk and we start dating. So I understand the, the gist of it, but it made me really think about the fact that like not only is he just blasting this random person on his social media that like did not ask for that kind of attention, but just in general to like make that assumption, I feel like is, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, It feels like we really need a societally like recognized space where it's like, if you're trying to shoot your shot or get a shot shot on you, like you can go to this place (laughs) because that's like, it's not the bar anymore. Yeah. Cause like, well, I think it's just about the problem with hitting on a stranger in public is that it takes a lot of courage. Oh, yeah. Right? And the problem with that is, is that with that courage that people are personally trying to overcome, there, there's a sense of entitlement that the person they're hitting on needs to recognize the bravery in which it took to hit on them. Right. And the truth is, when you hit on a stranger, they don't owe you anything. Nothing. They don't even owe you. I mean, it's nice for them to be polite, but they don't owe you, they don't owe you yeah. anything. And so often people feel like that the person they're hitting on owes them something even if it's their like consideration or just like the acknowledgement that it was brave for them to do that and when that acknowledgement doesn't happen it can get kind of yeah. toxic fast and and so if you are going to approach someone in public men or women you have to recognize that like they don't owe you, they don't owe you owe anything, you anything. <laughs> and just because it took you a lot of courage to do it good for you like shoot your shot but like they they don't owe you anything yeah so yeah Harry Styles has a new just college like what is it Texas Tech I just want to people people have been sending that to me we're Harry Styles fans on this oh stands and so (laughs) now you can take a college course and learn all about Harry Styles and I'm wait what jealous yeah right you can take a college course and learn about I don't know what you're learning about Harry where is this at but okay honestly though I don't know if you're how familiar you are with sociology departments you can take a sociology course on 
anything. Really? Like, it will be like the dynamics of fast food ordering. And then, like, like they'll break down how it's like actually like so a is microcosm. So, the phenomenon of Harry Styles. So, that it's we're just studying? like what, what, what makes Harry like so hairy? <laughs> like, what's the, is that, is it about the fascination? Okay. So, the, the title of the course is Harry Styles and the Cult of Celebrity Identity, the Internet, and European Pop Culture. Makes more sense to me. Mm. So, I think it's talking a lot about like why he, this person specifically was able to gain the type of like traction and elicit yeah. the response that he did yeah, amongst fans. So, it's like, like a how Beatles. to become famous course. Mm. Or just fame. I think it's more like I think it's more of like a celebrities within society and like what does it say about our culture yes. based on what we're responding to with this public figure. Interesting. Yeah. It's not I, like Harry was born. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I, in my mind. I'm like, well, okay, a pop quiz. But it's more like the way the Beatles phenomenon really mm-hmm. took over, like a kind of a yeah, yeah. That makes sense. That does make sense. I'd be interested. Sounds yeah. good. Shall we uh, do some texting office hours? Let's do it. Okay. How's it going? Hey, I'm Nicole. I'm 24. Hi, Nicole. How can we help? So I went on a date with a guy about five months ago. It was a great date and we haven't had a second date since. So basically, um, after I wrote into you, coincidentally, might have manifested it. He reached out. So now I kind of just need help securing that second date. (laughs) So tell us about the, like, tell us some backstory. Like, tell us about this first date. So I met him on a dating app. Um, we went on a date about five months ago. It was one of the best dates I've ever been on. Uh, went to dinner, got drinks, and then made it back to his house where we listened to John Mayer on the record player and just kind of danced around chatting, being ourselves, having a great time. On the record um, player is my mm-hmm. favorite part. It wasn't a CD. Yeah. It wasn't an yeah. Apple playlist. No, it's vinyl. It's sexy. Brought out the vinyl. Oh, yeah. What John Mayer song? Had to flip it over. What John Mayer? Um, was it uh, the, the burning, like burning in a Broken Room Ooh. or whatever? What? No, carry me away is what really stuck out to me. Okay. Um, who, who put it on? Anyways, I hey he put it on. Okay. How did it? Did you guys hook up? Yeah, we hooked up. Okay. And I ended up staying the night. Um, he drove me home the next day, walked me inside, met my roommates and my dog, and said I'd really love to do this again. So we had talked about seeing each other again. Then some unforeseen circumstances happened. He got into a car accident. He was fine, but he just had a lot of things going on. So we never really made it on that second date. Ever um, since February, since February, we're, we're we're John marrying on a vinyl. We hooked up <laughs> yeah. in the next like, <laughs> and then when, did true. he get in an accident the next day or the next week or um the same weekend? The same weekend. So, okay. So we had talked about it, and he was like, "I'm just honestly really busy right now." And then I hadn't heard from him for like a little bit, so I like reached out again, and I said, "Oh, like, were you just not into it, or like, what's going on?" And he was like, "I'm just honestly." busy so then that was five months ago he said honestly just been super busy with work and the accidents don't even have my car how are you i said i was good that was kind of it so then i write into you and the next day he texts me out of the blue and asked me if i was going to a country concert that's going to be here in our town labor day weekend um i said no but i would like to we were just kind of having small talk and then he said would you want to grab drinks and apps and i was like when and he was sent me a gif or GIF, however you would like to pronounce it, and said, right now. And I was like, it's 9 p.m. on a Wednesday. Um, not really the ideal timing <laughs> right now. I, I love that you um, said no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I sent back a GIF of just someone shaking their head, like, no. And he sent that one back that said, really? Um, so said, I was really? just like, I'm just not, yeah. He was like, really, not now? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> keep, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> the nerve so then I man. just was like, 
uh, yeah. So I'm like, um, it's literally almost 10 o'clock, not happening. So then I waited till the next day to respond. I was like, to be fair, I would have, but I was super tired. Yeah, which, you sent that I to him. Was, you 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 had you had you felt the need to justify. Yeah, I guess I did. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> and then he said, "I totally get that." And I said, "But we should grab a drink sometime soon and catch up." He said, "Yeah, definitely." So then Friday night, he messages me again. What are you up to? Um, I just left the bar, and uh, I was like, "Oh, I'm actually about to head there." He was like, "Oh, if I knew that, I would have already stayed. I'm going to um, out of town tomorrow to play golf." If you need a ride later or anything, let me know. And I was like, okay, appreciate that. But I normally just walk home with my friends. It's super close. He offered you a ride home from the bar. Yeah. So then it's like 1 a.m. And he's like, want to come over? And I was like, what, what is, what's going on? <laughs> well, I mean, we, we know. Yeah, we know. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I have some friends in town, so probably not right now. And then I just asked him when he was coming back in town. He said Sunday night. And then I ended up answering really late at night once I got home, which was like 2.30 in the morning. And I said, let's do something next week then. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. I don't know if I should reach out and try and make plans or if I should let it be. So the last communication was you, once again, it sounds like you've done this a couple times. Yeah, Is (laughs) saying to him that you would like to make a plan, which is you trying to plan something. He has responded with reaching out to you at a variety of different times, usually around nighttime. Mm-hmm. Late. Late, yes. without any plan, hoping that you would be available whenever he is bored for whatever reason or lonely or feeling like the need of some sort of stimulation. I don't mean just sexual, just like he's... Yeah. You know, anytime someone reaches out in the moment, like you're an option to help them have fun. And, right. and early on in dating, it's not necessarily a bad thing. And since you guys only had one date, I wouldn't say it's the end of the world, but he is very transparent. Yeah. Well, how mm-hmm. do you feel in reading like your text messages with him? How, what is your like takeaway in gut instinct of like, do you really like what about him is wanting you to like see him again? Well, it was just like the first date went so well and I've had such a different perspective on him. But now after seeing these recent texts, um, I'm just like, Oh, did you're are you looking for something different now? I don't know. Yeah. So you're going out of your way to be like make it convenient for him, but he is doing the exact opposite with you. I mean, he is he is giving he is not even pretending not to be a fuckboy. Yeah. So do I just kind of leave him? Yes. And I mean that I know that that's hard because you had such a fun magical night, and girl, I get it. Where you're like, but we danced to John Mayer in the moonlight <laughs> on like, vinyl. That is hard to beat. I hear you, but I swear to you, there are like so many other guys in your town. I'm sure of it that are, have will not just make it where it's convenient for them at one in the morning when they want to hang out, but they actually like and respect you, want to get to know you more, and will go out of their way to do that for you because. I mean, that that just should be happening. This guy is not valuing you or your time. Just for devil's yeah. advocate. I mean, I completely agree with Haley. Like that is that is the move. But let, I'll just paint a picture of what the, the alternative looks like. The alternative is trying to hang out with again. And most likely, he'll immediately put you into a situationship, right? Mm-hmm. If you get any type of consistency, it will be just a situationship. And he'll give you the... I'm not really looking for a relationship right now. And then you might be able to change that situationship into a relationship by like doing the whole like, 
this is what I want, all the things I've talked about on the show, but it will take some time. Mm -hmm. And all that time, you will feel less than and confused and insecure, but he, because he will constantly be avoiding all the expectations that come with a relationship. Almost yeah. a certainty with this guy. And like, it's yeah. possible, but like to Haley's point, like there's a lot of other guys that won't immediately start off by like putting you in that kind of hookup box. And, and like, he's not even pretending to not be a fuck boy. So to his <laughs> credit, like he is like, being pretty transparent with his expectations. You could say, you know, he reaches out like late at night again, because that's what he'll do, right? He'll like yeah. check in. And you could say, hey, if you want to hang out with me, I'd really appreciate you making a plan. And you could set that expectation. And just to meet the challenge, he might do that. But I, it just seems like this guy, it'll be a process. So like if you let your ego take over and... Oh, I want to I want to catch the fuck boy. I want to be the person he chooses not to be a fuck boy for. <laughs> like you it, it it's go, it, it's a good chance it will be a journey and it will be yeah. stressful on you. So I think short of him surprising you and out of nowhere saying, "Hey, I'd love to hang out with you. I know this great place I'd love to take you. How about seven o'clock on Friday?" Then you have my permission to say yes, if, if that matters to you. But short of that, yeah. I don't think you, if you have to coach him up to do that, then yeah. he's not really doing it, you know? Because okay. you That's telling him, nice. well, if make a plan for me to do that. All you're doing him is like giving him the answers to the test. Yeah. Right. And, and you know what I'm saying? And, mm -hmm. and and then that he'll just do the minimum to get what he wants. Yeah. So say next time he messages me late at night, asks me what I'm doing or to go get drinks. Do I just say I'm busy or do I just... Or you ghost him. I don't even call or it ghosting. I, I mean, yeah. I, mean, I think, yeah, he hasn't worked for it. I think you should respond in all caps, unsubscribe. <laughs> 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 Wait, I'm stealing that. Well, I guess I can't now anymore, but I'll use it for other things. Please do. You <laughs> have to have the strength. To, you have to have the strength to just only send that though, because it's a funny response, and he will, he will see that as a challenge, and you run the risk of being caught up <laughs> in that game. True. And him, you know. So like, if you send, if you do reply, it's to just kind of you know, stand in your power of saying no to the fuck boy all while not responding. And it only works if you just say, if you only write unsubscribe. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, but then again, I feel like it, it comes down to like how transparent you want to be. You have two ways of going about it too, where you straight up say to him, like, this, this isn't cool. But I feel like it's so early in like having not gone on a second date that you can just always have an excuse to why you're busy. And like, eventually this person will not be in your life anymore. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. I do love, I mean, another alternative too is like nothing works better with guys than telling them like what they're not good at. So if you just very calmly say to him, like you could say unsubscribe and like, oh, what's that about? Yeah. And you say something like, listen, I think you're great. <laughs> I think you're really nice. <laughs> it just doesn't seem right now like you're at where I'm at. It doesn't yeah. seem like you're in a place to like actually, and that's okay. Yeah. But I just, yeah. this isn't for me. And like, you know what I'm saying? Like you're saying it as if you've already decided that 
what he's doing is not at your level. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and like you don't that. ask him to change. You, you're, you're saying it as a very matter of fact, like your decision has been made. Yeah. Now, yeah. again, he might rise to the challenge and do all the things that you want him to do. Just be very like. Be careful. Of that. Yes. Proceed with caution. It is mm-hmm. not genuine. It is. Is it a reaction to you providing a challenge? Now, I'm a big believer that at, like everyone's fuckboy is going to be someone's future partner. Someday this guy yeah. will grow up and like want to pick yeah. someone and it might be you, but it's probably not. Right. Yeah. So like you just have to be very careful if you do these kind of game playing things that like are necessary at times, but you just have to be really, really careful. But if you want to, if you yeah. want to give him a little dig and you want to tell him what you've decided he's not ready for, then you can do that. Yeah. Because that will really. <laughs> that's up to you. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely the route I'll take on that one. <laughs> um, all right. That's, that's our, well, thank cents. you. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. Thanks. I feel like, give us an update. Cause I feel like you, you might give into temptation. No, I, I have faith I, in you. I feel like I'll I probably don't. get a text <laughs> this weekend and then I'll update you next week. Okay. <laughs> what are the chances you say you, you give him another shot? after this i think i'll definitely go with the unsubscribe message okay and then hopefully i'm not drinking when he texts me <laughs> <laughs> great answer <laughs> well at least at least it's honest I yeah. like that one all right i'll keep us updated yeah i will all right Thank thanks you. for calling how's it going hi i am anna and i am 28 and i need help drafting a text to a guy that i have previously been on a date with or was talking to. All right. Uh, why do you, why was it previous, and why do you want to give give this person another chance? Okay. So actually, I, I don't want to give this person another chance, but a little bit of a backstory. Okay. Um, about a year ago, I met this guy, and I'm going to call him Marine Guy. <laughs> and so we went on a date, and it was hands down like the best instantaneous connection I've like ever had, and I've been on a lot of dates. And then after, um, it turns out he actually didn't live in my state, but okay. ironically, like he lives where I, I grew up. Okay. So he's from where I live and he lived where I grew up. So we left that date deciding to kind of continue talking, um, like FaceTiming, texting, all the things. And if we, we were ever in each other's location, we would meet up and go out. So uh, a couple months after we decided, um, well, I was flying back to my hometown and I told him and he asked me out to go on a date and I was super excited. Like I got a new outfit, all the things, told all my friends and whatnot, and he stood me up. And so then after that, I tried to move on, but I kept finding myself thinking about him and um, he kept reaching out via Instagram. And well, time, eventually time, out, time, time out. Did we address the getting stood up? Like, uh, no, he didn't. Uh, did you? He didn't. Um, we just, I mean, we just, I, we just pretend it didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it, yeah, I didn't call him out on it. I, but did you, I feel like I was just excited that he contacted me again, and I was just uh, so I kind of let it slide. What were the commu- What was the communication like in the moment? Because I've also totally gotten stood up on dates before, and like usually my reaction is to be like, "Hey, where are you?" Yeah, yeah. So like, so I texted him. I called him. It was just nothing. And then a couple months went by and then he started to reach out again via Instagram, um, like my real account. 
And we were messaging back and forth and the emotional intensity started to like fire back up on my end. And um, the, back in February, and I decided to like shoot my shot, send him a message saying that I was like into him. And then I never heard from him. Um, he didn't acknowledge or respond to that text message. So now he um, reached out to me and saying that he was going to be in my area. I have a boyfriend now. I'm in a committed relationship. Um, things are going good. And he reached out to me saying that he wanted to meet up and go out. And I want to say a text that makes him feel like, like, like I messed my, my messed up. Like I effed up basically. <laughs> And, I mean, this uh, is like uh, kind of your toxic trait here, because I know, I you know, know, I know. This is this <laughs> is all like, this is all your ego. Every step of the way, you've let your ego dictate your decisions, and you're you let your like you let your ego decide not to like check in or ask him. And this whole like you when you wrote when you wrote, oh, I, I don't know why I kept thinking about him. That was that's that's you that's you not like listen you got stood up it's fucking embarrassed i mean not, you shouldn't feel embarrassed but it is embarrassing like mm -hmm. no one yeah. likes to feel that way and the only way your ego was to not feel embarrassed was to get him to show you that he still cared and that's why we let people off the hook so often when they like do super rude things to us like ghost us or like stand us up or inconvenience it's not because they deserve it or like but we are we 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 lie to ourselves about like this need of looking the other direction because we like we've decided the only way we can stop feeling less than less than is for them to make us feel special again yeah and and so you ignore all the red flags that they demonstrated that are so obvious and and you we, we look the other way and then and then you and now you want to you're happy in a relationship yeah. like why I know. yeah i think that's actually one of part of the thing where i'm like trying to figure out why too because i am happy like i am very in a very happy relationship um but like seeing that just i feel like threw me off and i instinctively just wanted to be like what is something that i can send to him to be like your loss like i think in a way to kind of get back him for all the hurt that he caused me a petty text is never going to hit that way. A vulnerable text might. Like, honestly, just being, like, on a human level, like, a text that's, like, I think if you do want to send anything, just, like, a text that forces him to confront your humanity and, like, the way he made you feel is kind of the move. Like, yeah. something that's just, like, hey, like, have a boyfriend now. But also, like, it really made me feel like shit when I was waiting at a restaurant in an outfit I'd bought for that night and you didn't show yeah. up. I, yeah. I mean, that's not, like, bad, but, like... <laughs> I feel very strongly by saying there is no text in the world that anyone can come up with that will elicit the feeling you're trying to feel. Mm -hmm. Like I'm a big believer in you don't tell people you ha you're happy, you show them. Mm -hmm. So you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. telling, telling him he fucked up, you're happy. Like that is, that is, that's you giving something to him that he doesn't deserve. And that is the knowledge of like what you're doing right now. And then once you say that to him, you're going to have this heightened sense of expectation because that's what you want. Like you're literally like, I want to, I want to send a text that makes him feel a certain way. 
Well, what happens when you send a text and you don't get the response you want? Then immediately you'll be giving this stranger, this guy, this guy who's not your boyfriend, your energy. You're gonna be investing energy in some guy when all you should be doing is investing energy in your current relationship. And even if it's just your thoughts, like it's gonna, like it's all your ego wanting this. And there's just nothing you can send. Even your vulnerability, you're, 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 you, you already have a goal. Like, and that goal is to get him to feel something. And once we, once you send that out into the world, then it's going to, your feelings will be affected because you need, you need something in return from him. And that by definition is giving away your power to this guy. You've already given so much to because you want something back. So just accepting that this guy didn't giving, give you what he wants and just like not responding is the only way you can get the feeling that you want. Then like you are, you're in control of that narrative. And nothing is worse than not hearing response. It always like I, in these situations where you know you want to respond to someone and you try to get a response, think about like just switch it around. You know, like imagine imagine think about how it felt when this guy couldn't even reply back to you or give you a heads up he wasn't going to like that feeling of like not even taking the time as simple as sending a text. Of I gotta go, I actually, a concert, but which is already messed up enough, but. Sure, it's messed up, but, but like, like that, at least the acknowledgement. Was, but the, yes, and that was worse, not getting anything was worse than anything he could have sent. So if you really want him to feel this thing you wanna feel, just don't, don't respond. And letting him know he missed his window is to, to not getting a response. Because yeah. you responding at all lets him know that you're, he still has a little bit of power yeah. over you. And the truth is he really doesn't, but your ego is giving him this power. Yeah. And, and that is your ego still needs his validation. And that validation is to know he's now sad and regrets it. And that does nothing for your current relationship or for you. Like, I think this is more dangerous than you're giving it credit to. And like, you're, I think you need to figure out how do you let this guy in the situation go. And even though you, I don't doubt that you are happy in this relationship. There is something about, and I don't think it's him. I think mm -hmm. it's you allowing you, but like I, you have to figure out how to truly let go of that feeling and that need for, for his validation or approval just because you felt rejected by him once. And, and I would work through that because it, it like, it affects you. It affects it, it, you. It's energy you're, you're spending. I mean, as much as I appreciate you calling in and giving us content, like you shouldn't be calling in to a show to get advice of how to respond to someone who's not your boyfriend when you have a boyfriend. Right, yeah. Like right now, you could be thinking about your boyfriend and something, a way to like connect with him or plan a date or something like that. And like, listen, you're human. I'm not trying to like, like criticize you, mm -hmm. but like, you know what I'm saying? I think that's why we just need to be really mindful about that stuff because it, like, I don't doubt that you're happy and it's a very human th feeling that you're feeling, but right now you are investing in someone who is not someone you should be investing in, and it's taking away, you know, from someone you can. Your energy is not infinite. Like mm -hmm. the time in your day is not infinite. And so if you're spending it somewhere else, that means you're not spending it where it could go. If you're spending it in a place where it shouldn't be going, that means you're not spending it in a place where it can be going or should be going. I do think like blocking him is what you 100% should do and just get yeah. rid of that kind of toxic energy you're investing in this, in this person by checking to see if he's looking at your stories and getting satisfaction that he still gives a shit about you. It, it really does nothing for your current relationship.
or your like mental health. You're right. So why don't we just block him right now? <laughs> I could, yeah. Yeah, let's, let's one, two, three, block him. Yeah. You've graduated from him. You've graduated from this whole thought process and dynamic. Listen, it hurt you. And, that, and I'm sorry he hurt you. And I think it hurt you more than you wanted to acknowledge. And you never processed it when it hurt you. And you've held on to that. And this whole time, you've been trying to figure out how to get over that hurt. So, I have, yeah. Yeah. So, okay, I'm going to do it. I think you just say, just acknowledge that he hurt you yeah, and just say it and just kind of let go of it and, and say that I don't need this validation anymore and it'll go away all yeah. the time. You're right. Thank you. Did, yeah. So, and have you blocked him for everything? Block his phone number, block his Instagram, mm -hmm. block everything. You don't want to, you can't keep trying to look at it, like his page and see if he's looking at yours because that's just going to keep the cycle going. I saw a TikTok. Yeah. Uh, I, I saw a TikTok the other day. It was funny. It did really well. It was actually older. And it was uh, of a, a woman who blocked her ex or something. And he uh, apparently was hooked up to the Wi-Fi because they used to date. And he uh, sent a, a message to the printer that said, call me back. Oh, God. <laughs> the most disturbing thing about that that is so scary like just thinking about the printer going on its own and oh my god yeah the most <laughs> like disturbing the thing about that was the comments and the reply was the take him back oh my god and i think a lot of it was satirical yeah. and but i think there's some truth to that feeling is like that feeling of want like oh he he's going out he's, of his he's, way he's trying so hard and that mm -hmm. like but it's 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 that ego wanting to feel special and like listen you want to feel loved and special in a current relationship but like it's not special if it's for the wrong reasons you know yeah like it's only special when they do it because they want to because they can not when they feel like they're you're pulling away or you're gone or they're blocked yeah you know or they're trying to see if I can get the girl who I ditched and went to a concert and didn't even give her the courtesy and if I want if I can get her to forgive me mm -hmm. like imagining that ego trip but yeah. yeah so did you block him i did yeah yay <laughs> thank you yeah. thank you yeah. this, this has been really helpful actually it's like everything that like even like the instagram thing i was like oh my gosh yeah i haven't been doing that i have been doing that it's human. we've all been victims of that like it's it's a very human feeling i hope i'm not making you feel like I'm no, no, critical, this was like but... the reality check that I needed because I feel like some of my friends even were like, why are you like, because I tell them, I'm like, oh, he reached out to me again. And they would say, why don't you just block him? And I'm like, I don't know. Um, and so, so it's good. It's a, it's a trap. Like we all want to feel when, when someone makes us feel less than we often make the mistake of giving them uh, too much credit to think that they're the only they're the only person who can make us feel whole again. And it's not mm -hmm. and that's not true. But we have yeah. to like recognize that. Yeah. All right. Well, good luck. Good luck. Good job. Congrats on having a relationship. Mm -hmm. um, glad you. you're happy. And uh, don't forget, like, feel like pat yourself in the back today. It wasn't easy to do. Like, give yourself some credit for moving forward. Don't unblock him. And I won't. if don't he finds <laughs> a way to get a hold of you, like, don't try your best to not feel good about that. You know, recognize that it's not a feeling you should take as validation it's like you want yeah. the apathy not the hatred yeah all right good luck, good luck. thank you <laughs> thank right. you so much take care 
Haley, this has been so much fun. Thanks. It was so much fun talking to you. You too. Thanks for having me on. Uh, please let my audience know again where they can find your music, your social, your TikTok, your Instagram, obviously all the things that you're doing. Yes. Um, music is just my name, Haley Rantia. Um, and so is pretty much all my social media, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Um, always on the TikTok. You, Loving the TikTok. You have a great TikTok. Thank you. Well it's fun. It's fun. Very fun. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to send to those questions at asknick at castme.com. Cast with a K. Uh, we are back next week. Uh, Elizabeth Wagmeister from Variety is helping us break down The Bachelorette. Uh, Holly Madison, uh, you know her, you love her, uh, is with us. That should be a fun episode. Very fun. Uh, that's on Going Deeper next week. And as always, Monday, Ask Nick's. Have a great week, everybody. Bye. <laughs>